0: music 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 oh wait that was the cricket we were just talking about <laughs> <way>. <laughs> is it, it. weren't we
1: is
0: podcast fresh
1: doc music where should we start this week in new music from perhaps not such new bands no uh, where should we go queens of the stone age
0: why not why not now insert insert your know cutting, bitey, interesting chord here in yes. the in the in the bed.
1: Slightly overposed vocals. <laughs> yes. Um, actually, what's interesting about Queens of the Stone Age since their imperial phase of sort of 2000, 2001, sort of rated R and uh, songs for the deaf, is that they they've definitely broadened what they like to do. And I think mm. there's an ele- there was a, a point at which so Josh Hom did a. A collaboration with Dave Grohl and John Paul Jones from Led Zeppelin in 2009 called Them Crooked Vultures and it was much more kind yeah. of influenced by Led Zeppelin and things like that and I felt like ever since then Queens of the Stone Age has kind of had a bit more exploratory kind of acid psychedelia post-punk all kinds yeah. of and less straight ahead Stoner Rock not that they really were doing that but, but all the guys who they in their peak they had guys like Nick Oliveri and Mark Lanigan and, and Alan Johannes as part of the band and those guys are no longer in the band so it, it does feel a bit like this is in line with what they are doing.
0: and you can still hear this you can still hear their sound scattered through this album mm. I think you know every every couple of tracks you go oh okay there's that's kind of that sound and while you like I say really hate that weird high vocal he does normal normal voice yeah uh, it still works quite well you know it's always worked it still works now it's a good familiar yet not uninteresting sound like you know what i mean it's yeah. not straight up and down you know four to the floor kind of rock it's it's got some interest in it um whether that's putting strings in the first song i'm not quite so sure but there are some good there's some stuff in here like i, I didn't i didn't hate this album at all like it had some good stuff in it It wanders it definitely yeah. wanders around a little bit but it kind of always comes back to home base and you of okay you know it's, like you said it's kind of like here's our home base and then we're gonna go out and explore this bit and then we're back home again and but it, it does that thankfully not with, with you know not across the confine of the same song they kind of seem to keep the ideas you know tight and mm. I'm a bit annoyed I've got a bit annoyed with all the stupid punning titles and all that sort of crap but I guess that's just a, But that's,
1: that's standard he's been doing yeah. that forever um, it, it this I would say there's there's fewer I mean, there's few bangers that normally yes. you get on one of these albums, like "Smooth Sailing" off, um, like Clockwork, which is now a ten-year-old album, I suppose. Yeah. Well, but, I said "No is, One
0: Knows" is my is my favourite by a long way because it's yeah, just...
1: yeah. Comparing it to the late career stuff, "No One Knows" yeah. it's 20 years ago now.
0: Yeah, it's right. Um, yeah.
1: But this is definitely a better album than the, their last album, which was six years ago. It was, yeah, which I, was I didn't pre-
0: listen to it, but um, it was just produced
1: yeah, but, by. It was done during the life of the podcast, but it was produced by Mark Ronson. Um, and that didn't—I don't think—really feel like that worked. This doesn't have like it's—it's a, it's a better album piece than a collection of tracks. Um, yes, it, it, it's more interesting as a as a forty-eight minute slab than it is as individual tracks. And I think that's—it's a bit like there's um. I thought about this in the context of there's a play out on the end of the final track, a little bit like that King Gizzard one. Mm. Um, but it kind of worked a bit better in in the context of this because. It was kind of an emphasis that this is an album. This is. And a, it wasn't
0: it, quite it, as boring as the other one. I no, like. it it, it's as just as more 100%. interesting music. Like yeah. even if it's even if it's probably the same kind of structure or idea, there's there's something about their sound and something about the way they kind of you know. So it's, it's it's you know you know it's always a guitar, but it's it's kind of played a bit differently. And there's a bit of texture about the whole yeah. thing. So and, and like even I actually found the middle of this album was probably where I kind of went, yeah, I like this. This is you know maybe it's. And, you know, the sort of experimental stuff was maybe a bit on the other side of it. Um, but, yeah, no, look, it's... I mean, if you like Queens of the Stone Age, I think you'll like this album. It's, you know, they're not my favourite band, but it wasn't something I went, Ugh, you know, whereas, quite honestly, it's, over the last couple of weeks, it's just been all, Ugh, you know, like, oh, I just don't... I don't want to be involved in this. I actually sort of was going back to it and going, oh, let okay, let's, let's see what the next year... I'm curious. Was this is as
1: well as your last week for a little bit. <laughs> yeah. You don't have to be, you don't have to expose yourself to some of the crap that we listen oh, to. Oh, yeah,
0: like it's, it's um, danger money required and, yeah. and all that sort of stuff. I well, I at, say at least you're
1: not partly responsible for picking the albums that suck. So, you know, you know who to blame. Um, I,
0: did, I did have a good go at it, though, however. I, I feel like I've contributed. Yeah, but they so- no, look, good, you know, it, it, I think like we were talking about, you know, am I, how I like Stoner Rock and this is sort of This is a much better album than the last one we did. I think it's just a lot more focused and then more more interesting mm. along the way. If the other one felt a bit wandery and they yeah. and, and this one
1: isn't I don't even know what this is, but it's not. It's it's sort of a whole lot of things. Yeah. Or,
0: uh it's a Queen of the Stone Age album, yeah. I guess, is yeah. where you sort or of started.
1: L- a late career Queens of the Stone Age album. It was self-produced, and of course, the risk is all self-produced stuff is that you, you don't have any grown-ups in the room to tell you, tell you no when you want to do stupid things. But to um, Josh Holmes' credit, um, there weren't too many stupid things he wanted to do.
0: I'm looking at the uh, review of it here now, and sort of saying that yeah, basically exactly what we said: it's delivering something familiar, but just enough new things to make it fresh. But there's no top-tier tracks you would stick on the quintessential Queens of the Stone no, Age playlist.
1: No, no, it, it wouldn't. It wouldn't make you mixtape. But it has mm. it has a very high floor. Yeah. It does interesting stuff throughout to the point where where the whole piece uh, holds your interest. Whereas yes. um, there aren't really a huge number of tracks. Maybe emotion sickness is, is the track that you yeah. can put on the. Well, that
0: the was the time. first single too. Like yeah. and every and the uh, the other well, one interestingly
1: I, parked it right at the uh, end of the album.
0: Yeah, that's what made to parade and carnivoy I quite liked as well yeah. and yeah you know, just just. Nice You know, not nice Nice is a bad word yeah. um, Interesting Interesting, yes that, That's right It kind of made me go Okay, I want to know What happens next in this song yeah. Interesting Speaking of interestingly enough um, I got through the first Three tracks of uh, Veruca Salt Slash Louise Louis And was, I was kind of like Well, it's like, not
1: really Veruca Salt I'm not sure why they've tagged it with
0: that Yeah, that, I know it's, I thought that was a bit weird too I mean, look It does There are some stuff on here That sounds very Veruca Salt What a surprise yeah. And I got through the first three or four tracks, and I'm like, this is kind of cool. I'm actually really liking this. It's interesting, and it it's that, that nice, familiar sound. And then it kind of just and went... And then
1: what happened?
0: It just went dark as fuck. It like, just
1: fell into a hole of dismal, yeah. lo-fi, middle-aged sadness and marital yeah. drama, and... Um, it, was it, was like,
0: it was like she was writing the album, and then all of a sudden something really bad happened. Yeah, it's like a, it was a, a husband
1: like, left her or something. I don't think she has, because, uh, you know... She, together but yeah, yeah it was
0: dark like really and i was like oh oh i just like i just i actually felt a bit uncomfortable listening to it like it was kind of <laughs> are, you, are you okay kind of stuff like yeah. which is a real shame because i was actually it really
1: references of either an abortion or a miscarriage at one point and you know it's has kind gone of, oh fucking hell, yeah man.
0: like which was a shame sort of musically because i was really enjoying it up until that point i was mm. like oh Wow, this is, you know, for, especially for, you know, a legacy act and we always talk about... Yeah. i you know, thinking, this is cool. Like, i really enjoying sort of the, the feel and the way and I really like her voice. And I think it shows that female vocals don't have to be... You know, I think when you think about female rock vocals, they don't have to be all yeah. full growl or full... Yeah. You know, Sustermacher, yeah, and it, well it doesn't have know, to be the full Lana Del Rey, you know, back the other end of it kind of thing. There is yeah, a middle ground, and you can make you can yeah. make a sweet voice still sound rough around the edges. That's how I kind of feel, and it works really well in the you know all, all that sort of stuff. But yeah, the just first, two or three tracks, tracks. and yeah. then the ass
1: drops out of it, and we all just we all just feel really sad about ourselves. Yeah, it, it's um, so it doesn't. It's only one of the tracks that sound like I suppose it's, well, she track, was so. Rook Assault for a while because after Nina Gordon left, um, they, they, had a, they had a falling out in the late 90s and Nina Gordon went off to do a solo album, which I think was a bit more like this. It was kind of Sad Indie Girl, as, as we, as we tend to <laughs> uh, cynically refer to it on, on this show because Beze went through a period of picking a Sad Indie Girl album every, every week for about six months. <laughs> one year. I don't really know what he was going through, but it wasn't good. Um, but, um, back in the, in the, in the day, um, Louise and Nina would basically alternate songs. Like they would be the songwriters and they would alternate their songs on the albums. Uh, Nina wrote Cedar and Volcano Girls. So Nina was my favorite Song <laughs> member, notwithstanding the fact that she was hot. No, she wasn't, but you know, I was vacuous. What do you want me to do? I was fucking 19 years old. Um, no. But there's
0: yeah. It's, it's just it, it, it was just
1: it just made me feel sad. and made yeah. it made me think, fuck, I'm gonna be fifty-five pretty soon. Well it
0: felt it made um, me feel it, like I thought when I first saw it, I'm like, oh I'm really cool to see, you know, like I said with that Queen of the Sonage. Yeah. I'm interested to see the the next track goes. And then like after track five, I'm like, oh, I'm oh almost dreading what the next track and yeah. then it kept getting yeah. worse and more acoustic yeah. guitar-y and more dark, and I was yeah. like, Oh, I'm not no, this isn't this isn't no. what i I signed up for. Take me back to the start, like it was.
1: No, no, no. Go back to Queen of the Pirates, because that that felt that yes, felt very yeah, you
0: know, great song. I felt
1: very Veruca v- 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 Salt. Yeah, you know. no. Um, and the thing is that it made me think. Well, you know, I should. I'd, I'd much rather have a, a new Veruca Salt album. But but the thing is that Veruca Salt had almost the perfect comeback arc for a legacy act, where they had the the couple of big albums, and then they had the massive bust up, acrimonious, everyone hates each other, and then subsequently they 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 made up, they got back together they released one really good album where everybody wrote on on every song and then they haven't done anything since. And, and I think that's that's almost perfect because yeah. you don't you don't fuck up your yes. legacy. Yeah, that's uh, it, yeah. You just you just say all right, we we did the, the perfect Hollywood comeback. We're chili Peppers, we're,
0: we're waiting for your big bust, really big bust up. I know there's been a yeah, few guitarists just, in there that are sort of yeah. called well, but can we can we just <laughs> say, can we just end it all now, please? Like it's
1: Chili Pepper <laughs> guitarists are bottle trap drummers. They yeah. just they just
0: spontaneously combust like every other year. Yeah, right.
1: like light bulbs, when one of them goes ping, you just replace it with another <laughs> one. Um, but I suppose we probably need to reference the fact that we had to take a bit out of the podcast last week because <laughs> <laughs> we went on a big thing about how um – how it's it's a shame that Louise Post didn't get a, a song like Everlong written about her relationship with uh, with Dave Grohl, and, uh, and then we we checked the Wikipedia and figured out actually she did. The song is about it,
0: and she sang on I, it. I, I,
1: like like you, I'd always thought that that Everlong was kind of a, a sad loss of love song. I hadn't really. I, no, I knew it, it was about a marriage
0: breakup. I just didn't know who it was a marriage breakup but it's, from. But it's
1: not it's not a marriage breakup song oh. at all. It's actually just a pure. Incredibly in love with someone. Very no, true, yeah. And and she sang on it. I mean, it was down yes. the phone line. Yes. They recorded it doing the do 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 bits. Um so we've we've had that song wrong for probably twenty five years. I
0: don't care. I still love it. It's still a great song. Yeah, it's a good song. Great song.
1: I think the other thing it's it's I think it's hard to get a grasp of what that song's about because of the fact that the as with most um, Foo Fighters songs of that period, the film clip was completely bizarre and had but no resemblance yeah. to the song's material. Weird. It was like a weird. a weird Dave Grohl nightmare. Of, of I clip.
0: kind of find that the actual, like for once, and you know, not the not the reverse, Death Leopard. Uh, is that him pulling that song back, like stripping it back to just how he wrote it on the guitar. And, and then you know, the, there's footage of him at Wembley Stadium where he walks out in the middle of the, you know, the long thing, sings it just with him and the guitar and and the whole crowd sings along with him and, you know, he gets to the, bi- the big break in the middle and chugs a beer and then runs back to stage and then the whole thing explodes and does all that. That, that actually is, to me, the best version of that song because you kind of get the best of both. You get that frantic energy at the end, but you kind of get the nice lyrics and the nice riff and all that sort of stuff right in the middle of it. So, yeah.
1: I wonder how his, um, I wonder how his wife feels about that song, knowing it was a, a heartfelt love song to somebody he broke up with frickin 20, and he has to play
0: it every night. 20
1: uh, plus years ago and he has to sing it all the time. I'm sure when the
0: royalty check um, comes in, she's quite happy about it. No worries.
1: Well, I, I don't know how much royalties you get for just being a, a backup singer.
0: So finally... Nice
1: little story. And finally, we can talk about Rival Sons. Corporate sucks rock. Yeah. Um, This was... Okay-ish. Well, this is utterly unsurprising, completely competent. This is kind of like the band Greta Van Vliet think they are. Like a mashup of Led Zeppelin and the Black Crows. It's
0: very Black Crowsy in part. It's Black Crows with a, a, with a country like, hat, isn't it? Like it's
1: yeah, a little bit, yeah, yeah. Uh, but um, a little bit like Louis' well, post album they came out with a hiss and a roar, and then they just fucking yeah. drop their shit. And, and, and like
0: went, really, like the, the, some of the songs just drift stopped. off in a navel-grazing dribble. Yeah, and some of the songs just stop, and then the next song is like, oh, and here's the big big where they stop in the middle. I was like, fuck, just I mean, look, it's been a long on my contention that modern music doesn't have anything decent really to. Like modern rock and modern pop music, because they just no one seems to want to put a fucking beat behind anything. And if they do put a beat, they stop it. And it's it's like I don't get what the point of that is, you know. And it's only a a feature if you can, if it's like comes out of nowhere, not if it's in every second fucking song. And yeah, I thought the same. I was, I thought, yeah, this is good. I was enjoying it on the way through, and then like it just got worse and worse, and and just a bit blur by the end of it. Indifferent.
1: It just indifferent. It just just became there. It was just, it was me. And like, it, um, it
0: had some interesting. But the,
1: the opening tracks were good. Yep. The opening tracks were good, and then it just died. And they did have one one line that was very twenty twenty three. Well, I never noticed. I was treating myself so bad, hanging out on the line, and I thought that that's being on social media yeah. in twenty twenty three and thinking fuck. Wrong, but you
0: yeah, know, yeah, okay. Like yeah. I said, if you no. went and saw him live, you would probably go, oh yeah, okay. They're, they're just another. But to me, they're just another California. You know, well, it's just another band.
1: corporate rock band from America, and it doesn't even matter where they're from. They could be from Georgia, they could be from fucking Milwaukee. They're yeah, they
0: just... could be from anywhere, but it's such a generic sound, isn't it? Like, yeah,
1: they don't sound like an LA rock band. You know, they don't, they don't sound like, you know, I, I they
0: know. sound like the, bra- could... the Black Crows playing a, a Texan dive bar kind of thing, and they're behind yeah. the chicken wire. And...
1: If the Black Crows could write, and these guys, you know, they have not written very many
0: good songs yeah. in, on this album. No, it was not. the first couple, like you said, Bird in the Hand, yeah. No He Wants to Die, was okay. It was pretty cool. I don't yep. know. Uh, but yeah, it just got a bit weird. And like every other band, they always put their long opens towards the end of the album, which is where they belong.
1: Yep. So, Rival Sons? No. Uh, and that still,
0: <laughs> still, better, still better than the last Everything from the last few weeks though Like oh, What
1: did we do last Let's see Ben, okay, ben Folds Fair point
0: Oh uh, no well, point. Actually let me let me tell you If you had have told me That that um, Snake Or well, the Battlesnake album Was going to be one of the better albums I listened to over the course of three weeks I would have gone no No first listen I would have said no But the more I think of it And the more I listen It's probably at least the one That elicited the most reaction out of me Now that may have been Reviling in horror, but I kind of feel like that that's the point somehow. I feel like they were the most successful at their goal out of all the They also
1: got in and fucked off for 26 minutes. That's
0: right. Which, which, yeah, as as is what they should be doing for that kind of genre.
1: Let's look at your month on the podcast. We had Dozer, uh, Battlestake, and the Foo Fighters. We had the Barnstormers, King Gizzard, Ben Folds, Queens of the Stone Age, Rival Sons, and Louise Post. Um, there are no albums of the year in that collection, unfortunately.
0: No, no. And, and, and like, yeah. There, there's um, no,
1: there aren't really that many albums that you would prefer to listen to than not, um, <laughs> which is, I think is the absolute minimum. Would well, you rather I, I, listen I, to this album or nothing?
0: Or, or well, or, or the Battlesnake album as like performance art, kind of like, oh, cool, have a listen to these guys. Have a, You know, you can play someone 30 seconds of one of the songs and go, i <laughs> have a listen to this shit. I wouldn't play any of this other... So, I mean, the Foo Fighters stuff. I'm probably going to have to have a listen to because I'm going to see the content. Uh,
1: but, but again, the Foo Fighters album was a bit like the Louise Post album. It was completely self-involved, yes. misery,
0: and and true to their sound, which is, I guess, the Louise Post album was as well yeah. for the first bit. Like yep. they were at least a bit more consistent with it. Yeah, you know, and they, you know, and they you know, If we're talking about a corporate rock band, I guess there's probably none more than the Foo Fighters. that
1: yeah, yeah. I think I think my favourite albums of, the, of this little period have probably been. Yeah, probably that Queens of the Stone Age album and, yeah, like and it, Dozer, it, it, and, they're not, and they're not my favourite albums of the year, but they're certainly I could put them on and not feel completely.
0: Yeah, the Queens of the Stone Age album at least feels like a, a nice spot to kind of go and relax in, and go, yeah, it's cool. Like it's yeah. not brilliant, but it's it's not shit, and I think everything else is. It does
1: enough interesting things across the course of the um, across yeah. the course of the journey. Uh, speaking of doing interesting things across the course of your journey, uh, Bezo was back next week um, with all these, these photos of himself drinking beer in, in various bars in Denver. So next week on the show, uh, he has picked Royal Thunder's album, Rebuilding the Mountain. I looked these guys up and they look like a southern rock band. So I think being in Colorado has affected his, um, his, his listening skills. Um, I'm going to pick the new album by Deezer Death Race to to have a bit of a local grunge metal punk band from, uh, from Brisbane, Vegas and our Joker is going to be Killer Mike's album, Michael. So that's what we've got. We've got a didn't, a,
0: didn't stray too far from home for that title. Did they?
1: No, I don't think he did. No, he, uh, but I don't, I don't know how many hasn't done a solo album for a while. Killer Mike, he's been, um, obviously doing mostly run the jewels stuff. Yeah. No. So, uh, well, but it's, been it's, I mean, getting a lot of good, uh, good press, but, um, a lot of, a lot of praise. A lot of which is retweeted by himself, but uh, I don't really. I've got no idea what uh, what this is going to sound like. Um, Hopefully, without,
0: better than a lot of what we just listened to.
1: Well, it depends on you know. I don't know what his stuff sounds like when it doesn't have um, doesn't have LP producing it. The other half of uh, the other half of of yeah. rather We shall see. Well, that um, that concludes this episode of Tripping Balls, and it concludes this mini-season of, of Adam being on the podcast, although no doubt he'll be back before the end of the year to uh, shout at more clouds about the state of modern music.
0: Uh, you'll be uh, you'll be devastated to know, by the way, that we did not get Taylor Swift tickets, not for fucking lack of trying. Let me give you the hot tip, but uh, yes, that it, did not well. It turns out well.
1: a, there are other acts, and probably just go to, go to Pink instead.
0: Well, so. we are going to Pink the week before, so... Um, and hopefully that will substitute. My daughter is still hanging out on all sorts of um, ticket reseller ones, and trying oh, to keep God. her off the dodgy ones. Um, <sighs> but anyway, yeah, it is it, a thing.
1: It's difficult not to be cynical about that whole military-industrial complex that uh, has been built up around around Miss Swift. But um, uh,
0: you, you, and and the fact that you it have makes to, people think- happy. It does, but also there's a, you know, there's a very big thing. makes about, people
1: really fucking sad too, which is... Which is yeah, really
0: well, there's a supply and demand thing. And, if, and if, if it was easy to get tickets to her concert, would there be a, such a mystique about getting tickets to her concert? Mm. Or do you deliberately make it so that it is difficult to get tickets to the concert so that people feel like that they're getting something that's rare and, you know, thing. And that's very deliberate, awful corporate billionaire behaviour.
1: Well... Americans know how to do capitalism. That's the one thing they've figured out how to do, is capitalism.
0: Not much else.
1: Yeah. And on that note, um, we'll talk to you again next week.
0: See ya.